McCormack, president of ICMSA. You've served your time and then some. You, you've been involved at national level in representative roles in ICMSA for what, 14, 16 years? Yeah, I suppose you could ask the question, where were you the third week of December 2009? Um, I was elected dairy chairman at that time and gave six years in that role. The last four of them being deputy president and, and two subsequent years as deputy president and now heading into the final furlong in my sixth year as president. And, you know, I suppose it's fair to say that farm politics and the challenges facing farmers uh, have been coming hot and heavy in recent weeks and months and I've no doubt in the next three to four months there'll be no change and certainly from my point of view it'll be full speed ahead until the third week of December till we hold our AGM. In that period of time I, there have been very much two halves, you can call it a game of two halves from 09 right through to and indeed beyond 2015 there was a huge opportunity and an optimism and a sense of energy about the dairy industry and expansion. Um, sadly in the last number of months that has been drained and the challenge the challenges are there the challenges are there to keep the family farm model vibrant in in the months and years ahead and we see the the 250 move to 220 and and the likelihood that it'll be very hard to change that uh, but certainly twe tweaks need to be made uh, to make it less damaging to the dairy and the family farm model that's out there while we're on that subject pat do you get vexed or at least very tired of the ongoing incessant criticism of farmers because my view is that farmers are, are doing an awful lot of work. They're doing an awful lot of work and you know if you look at any company they have CEOs and CFOs and production engineers and labour uh, floor personnel and, and site managers. The farmer is all of those uh, in, in, in the, single, the single scale of things for the vast majority of, of the single units that are out there. They are all of those things. Certainly we may be responsible for, and I say we may be responsible for a third of the emissions or a third of the water quality issues, but we take 100% of the blame. Uh, we're seen as the soft, soft target out there. But when there's a challenge, whether that's a snowstorm with Storm Emma in 2017 or whatever it was, or the COVID, the first things to go off our shelves are food. So food security is a huge issue and it cannot be undermined. And we hear the president talking about people changing their diets. The, the proven diet is the animal protein uh, right down through the generations and the challenge is for the others to come up to that. But certainly food security, bread, meats, they're the first to go off our shelves irrespective of the crisis, whether it's snow or COVID. Pat, you referenced the abolition of quotas, uh, which brought such great enthusiasm to the industry. And despite the, the critics, it was one of the great developments, experiences of our farming careers. Yeah, without a doubt, I suppose. For myself, I took over farming in 1998. In 2006, I became a member of the ICMSA Dairy Committee. There was a huge apprehension for the family farm model about being blown away with the abolition of quotas. And ICMSA expressed that for a significant period of time. But I think, you know, once they reduced the... Uh, the support mechanisms for European and Irish dairy farmers, there was no, it was a no-brainer. It has served rural Ireland extremely well. When you go back to 08, 09, the, the deep cause of recession. There was a lot of people in rural Ireland out there looking for work. You go out to rural Ireland today, anyone that wants a job has a job. Any young fella, irrespective of whether they're from a farm or not, that's willing to go out there and milk cows for the summer if they're in second and third level education. They have a job, they, ha they have money in their pocket. The indirect in was the construction bait yesterday there with, 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 with a political party and, and Elaine Houlihan was on it from Makra and we were having that discussion. The contractor is used now by a lot of the larger scale farmers and the contractor needs to have an employee. They may have an employee for the summer spreading story, but it's all benefiting. There's opportunities in rural Ireland and that's created by the expansion of the dairy industry, directly and indirectly. 
Pat, you're, you're still in office and, and, and as you say, at full sprint for the next couple of months. What are the priorities for ICMSA up to the end of the year? And I presume nitrates is one of them. Yes, look, there's a nitrate, an ongoing review of nitrates and, and water quality. Um, we have the budget, I suppose, in the intervening time. And one of the challenges, and I'll be disappointed if it doesn't come off, for the family farm model, the sole trader in the budget is a mechanism to reduce the level of volatility of fair management deposit scheme. Given that we've seen a reduction in milk price by in, in excess of 25 cents at this stage in 12 month period, it's unprecedented, but it shows the volatility that's out there. And you know, farmers are coming in challenged to the, to the stand, challenged after a visit to their accountant with the tax liability they have. Whereas if the management deposit scheme was in place 12 months ago, and McConnell Logue was here only a few minutes ago, farmers could use that fund now to pay their tax liability. But there are many other challenges, the environment. It's very unfair to count the CAF from zero to 12 months. Uh, something has to be done there because CAF welfare has been an issue during the year and I was involved in some of the discussions and some of the, the, the highlights and the challenges that were associated with that. And, uh, you know, to count the CAF from day one is, is disingenuous to the dairy farmer from a nitrates perspective. We need to move to a three months and onwards or a six months and onwards. Something needs to be done there. There also needs to be a recognition of the crude protein content in the dairy note. And if a farmer's using a 12% versus 18%, that should be recognised in the kgs of organic nitrogen per cow excreted. At a time, Pat, when farmers need more cohesion, more cooperation than ever before, there's a fragmented representative uh, range of, of bodies. I, I saw what I thought was a quite unedifying interaction between IFA and ICMSA up on Kildare Street there last week or the week before. What did you make of that? Well, I, I, I caught and I was listening to the radio coming in this morning and, and president of the IFA and I, I'd have had a great working relationship with the IFA down through the years. In the last 14 years, I would have served on the the Farmers Charter with Eddie Downey and with Tim O'Leary uh, and we'd have made great progress together. Unfortunately, they made a decision not to win the Farmers Charter this year. The interaction on the day, look, we went in about our business. We felt there was three and a half thousand of our members uh, exposed. It was regrettable that we were left with no choice other than, other than to, to pass a protest. But we felt we needed to do that to win, to tell McConnell the issues of the day. Uh, a lot of the, the issues were the very same issues that were discussed outside, are being discussed outside, I'm told. Uh, certainly, when we, when we came out, we treated the IFA with respect and, and we went down uh, to the Buzzwell to do any media interviews that were required. Look, I don't believe there's anything to be got by shouting at each other. That's why I certainly didn't shout at anybody. It's unfortunate, I suppose, that, that there wasn't uh, more dialogue prior to that and, and maybe the opportunity to listen. Uh, but to quote Tim this morning on the Michael D, uh, one's diet is, 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 is the right and one's freedom. And to win, I had a duty and an obligation to our membership to win and to express the concerns that they expressed to me about the move from 250 to 220 and the subsequent consequences for the family fair model that we pride ourselves in representing. I'm talking now about the 50, 60, 70, 80 cowmen who have seen their herd reduced by 15% last year as a result, roughly last year as a result of cow bending and a further 15% come the 1st of January as a result of the change in, in derogation levels. I, I met Tim yesterday morning, we've done a radio programme and as regards the Finland, the farmers and the Irish farmers, we, we do stand shoulder to shoulder, I've certainly said that. But just going to the big picture again, uh, finally, you've worked with so many ministers for agriculture, so many secretaries general of the department, so many representative organisations over the years, uh, any standout moments for you? Uh, look, there, there was a lot of standout moments. I mean, the beef talks, I was, I was deeply involved there and 
the 03 and the 4 plus was significant, albeit I did propose on the day we finished in Black Western that they be implemented immediately. It probably took five or six weeks before they were implemented. There was nobody around the table willing to second my proposal. And that was a disappointment. And that's one of the standout disappointments I have uh, been involved in farmer representation when the other leaders failed to support that because it was inevitable that it was coming in. But unfortunately, you know, for those that finished in that category of cattle in that period of time, they suffered as a, as a result. The standout moment, Matt, you mentioned it earlier, has to be the abolition of quotas. I mean, there was 70 million euros of a fine, super levy fine paid in the final year of milk, milk super levies. Uh, we all contributed to that. I'd say right across the country and, and the challenge that was there but certainly the buzz the buzz that was there in the run-up to that and the, appreh the apprehension the buzz and the delivery and there has to be a degree of satisfaction in that I mean they had 2020 targets and we met them I'd say sometime in, in late 17 early 18 uh, and it has delivered for the, the, the economies out there and I've touched on that but to go around to the various sites where investment were made whether it was Arriva Lakelands Dairy Gold Tipperary Co-op West Cork, and to see farmers' money, and that's effectively what it is, put into investing for the future generations. I think we have to protect the future generation of the primary producer now, uh, and that is to protect the 220. That we find ourselves at today, if we can get back to 250, farmers will be delighted. But from talking to politicians here and abroad, I see that being a huge challenge. But protect the viability of rural Ireland, and by protecting farm families, you'll protect the viability of rural Ireland. I can't leave you, Pat, as president of the ICMSA without reflecting on farm gate milk prices at the moment in, in, in free fall. You know, the way of putting it. Yeah, and I, and I laugh at that, Matt, not laugh at where the price is gone. God knows every time I see a milk check and see the statement sorry, come through today, um, see the statement coming through today, it, it doesn't help. You can stay a year too long in politics. If I had gone out last year, I came in at 21 cents a litre as dairy chair in 09. And if I had gone out last year at 57 cents, there'd certainly be people looking for me back today. But 12 months on, we find ourselves at a, at a price of 31, 32, 33 cents that's as painful as the 09 price. Pat McCormick, congratulations on your tenure as president of ICMSA. Thank you, Matt.